You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. We're like talking stocks here. I yeah, got that sounds I pretty got... right. I bumped up. I upgraded to Stella beer, only Stella. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why not? Shit's tasty. Bumped up from what? What was the old go-to? Tecate? Uh, Tecate and Modelo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay. Just I'm trying to save a little bit of money here. So. Wait, is Stella cheaper? They, uh, or is yeah. Stella a step? Oh, wow. Because I, I, I went to go to the bodega and spending too much money. I should just stop drinking beer, but. Uh, that would be my first instinct, <laughs> but you're approaching this a different way. Well, uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I I don't you know don't anything like, about beer. You're not a big I just beer don't guy. know it. No, I'm just not. I don't know. I used to be. No, I, I was a big drinker. It was just like beer was. I would. I, <laughs> I wasn't a big beer guy. I was a big drinker who didn't have a big wallet, and <laughs> that was so. Like I was a beer. That's it. But now uh, you can get a now, you can get a keg. Um, yeah, I guess I could get a keg, but I just you know instead <laughs> I. I go out and I'm like, hmm, this glass of wine is $18. It However, must be very good. And then I don't think about it because cause my life is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. like murphy brown we're back again remember murphy brown yeah i do remember murphy brown murphy brown was um i don't who the fuck was that for (laughs) who watched murphy brown who was the demographic for that it was people my parents age but they grew up in a in a uh in like a they were like it's like pre-gen x like generation snark kind of like came to their own in the late 70s and by the late 80s early 90s political humor was the best and they would make like the thing is like it's so that's why you never see murphy brown on any type of syndication because the jokes fall absolutely not it's the same with fucking family ties like no chance yeah because it's like they make like an edwin meese joke (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like, oh yeah, oh see Everett Coop. Oh, that's right. He oh was my a, God, Michael Dukakis, what are you doing what? here? Oh, the time he went in the tank. <laughs> that's what, this is gonna be funny forever. I mean, we're cashing checks left and right. Wasn't and I for years and years I thought that Judith Light from Who's the Boss was Murphy Brown. Oh wow, I can I can see that they they had a similar thing happening. Yeah, kind. Of. I mean, they're the same like like brassy hair, like, like mm-hmm. kind of brassy hair, kind of like I'm not gonna put up a shift from anybody. Sort of like the what was left in the trail of like shows like Rhoda, you know. In like, many ways, they were the same person, really. If you really boil it down, really. Yeah, I mean, like, like uh, always quick with a joke. Never put up with a man's shit ever. Yet yeah. sudden, but yet always like, I'll never put up with a man's shit. I'm tough. But she has like a a daughter, where, where the guy's not around. So like one night, one one night after a bottle of prosecco, <laughs> she let her fucking guard down. She's What's like, what happened? She's like, you can just finish inside me. It's totally cool. Well, you shouldn't have said that. Now you have Molly. <laughs> It's like it's like exploited teens, uh, backroom casting couch style. She's like, I'm not on any, uh, I'm not on any birth control. And then he was like, Oh, it's cool. We you know we had to sign a waiver. We'll just get some Plan B. And she's thinking to herself, I don't, I don't I'm not going to do any of that. You're going to be the dad. Uh, <laughs> gonna it's going to be, be something you'll deal with in about fifteen years. I went to a huge K hole about the guy who does backroom casting couch. Apparently, he's riddled and ridden. With many diseases, and yeah, just I'm, repeatedly, I'm <laughs> repeatedly gives them to women after, and but they sign a waiver, like they sign this complicated waiver that, like, uh, absolves him of any blame. And he has this; it's he's based in Phoenix, of course, because Phoenix is a sleazy place. Yeah, and hot sleazy movie set looking place where everything has a f- fine film of dust on it, and he has this cadre of like, not attractive dudes. Who probably just walk around with money? Who were like, "Hey, Taco Bell drive-through girl, you want to make a thousand to five thousand dollars a week?" And then they're like, "Sure." And then two days later, they're like, "So you're going to be working with male talent, and today that's me. So first thing I'm going to need you to do is go ahead and suck my cock." And then there she's like, "Ooh, I wish I was back at Taco Bell." This sounds real dark. Yeah, you've watched Backroom Cats and Cats. I actually have not. This is uh, is my first foray. Okay, well, you want me to keep going? Yeah, please. I'm uh, I'm curious. So, (laughs) hold on. Let me just slide these pants down. Hang on a second. Oh, all right, cool. I heard a belt. Okay, so you've got a saw. You've got a. (laughs) You're halfway there. Um, you know, you're flopping, but you could get harder any minute. I'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there. Yeah. So okay, so she's like really mad, reluctant. And sometimes you can tell that it's orchestrated, and sometimes you can tell she, she's legitimately surprised. And she's like, "Am I getting paid for this?" And he's like, "Well, no, but I have access to the top, the top porn producers in, in the whole world, uh, and you'll be able to make a thousand to five thousand dollars a day." But he says the same things over and over again. So they do it, and some of them have great a great time, and some of them are super super not into it at all and some of them are like my boyfriend keeps calling me like they'll be fucking on this table like they meet in some weird like back room like back room of course a back room a back room and uh the f- one time i one when i watched the uh girl the girl's phone kept ringing and she's like oh yeah that's my boyfriend she thought i he thought i was going to like an audition audition so he's like calling me asking me what's like why is it taking so long 
This is making me fucking sad, man. Really sad. <laughs> people this do is really sad. Jesus. What people will do for a little bit of money. You know, I getting... keep... There's... Uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to fudge the amount and the country of origin, but I have... It's, I believe it's a denomination of like $10 million or so some like insane amount of money, a bill, a $10 like million dollar bill from the Bank of Zimbabwe wow. that is useless. It's, they, the currency is no longer valued at all. They switched to American dollars. Um, <laughs> but. And every now and then, I, so I got a few of them. Like, I, you know, people were like selling them for like a couple pennies on the internet as like a novelty. And I got a few, and I gave a few out as, like, gifts and whatnot. Thanks. But I keep one. Well, you weren't around. I, I actually gave them out the day I left my old job. <laughs> I gave everybody $10 million in Zimbabwe money. Here you go. That's Enjoy. What um, a memorable but boss. But I keep one bill, and anytime I feel like I'm, I'm, like, losing it a little bit or I'm, like, getting too wound up in, like, a work thing or life's not going right, you know, like, anytime I, I get, like, off – off balance i always keep that thing with me just to remind myself that nothing exists you know like it's it's all it's all like a fiction we've agreed upon like that's a piece of paper that this time six or seven years ago somebody many people would have shot shot me through the head to take it without a second thought would have walked up and blown my head off and taken that and now i couldn't use it to buy a soda like it, this shit doesn't exist. It's not real. It's 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 odd. And so I always keep that around. And stories like this made me think of or make me think of that fucking ten million dollar bill. What is this? Well, this is a story about losing losing grip a little bit. So I thought I'd have background music for oh, you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Keep going. See, you're always late with these things because I'm done with my story now. <laughs> but you've only just now started the mood music. It's Ooh, a fucking great song. Fuck is this? Oh. It sounds like fucking Swerve Driver. It sounds like Seaweed. Yeah, what, this every song sounds like Linkin Park. It's, so it sounds, sounds like, like Linkin Park. Oh, this is bad. All you posers will I say, oh, Seaweed's the best. This is what it sounds like <laughs> to me. I've been going through a... Uh, uh, like a big Alice in Chains thing lately. <laughs> oh, I'm, good. I'm not ashamed to say. Oh, we always were into that shit, man. I know, but like I had, because I would always like, it'd be funny to turn on like a song from Dirt because it's like, God, this is fucking so stupid. But then there was a point where I had to drive like an hour for work and uh, <laughs> I was just like, you know, you can't use your phone and drive without crashing into something. So I was just kind of like I randomly clicking that. and yeah. I started Dirt. And I got there like seven songs. I'm like, fuck, this is this album's really yeah. fucking killer, bro. It's really wow. killer, fucking bro. Killer, dude. And then I got to the place I was working and they're like, Oh, but you're you're a drywaller now. <laughs> I don't know if you on the way here. You yeah, you went you became uh you you're a bricklayer now. You look down so and there's a tall can of Jenny between your legs, <laughs> half half drunk. <laughs> I was wearing like caterpillar boots that were covered in dried concrete. I don't know what happened. Jesus Christ. Fucking box of magnum. Have you have used box of magnums in the glove box for hookers? Oh yeah, babe. Like you have a wife at home, but she's like, you fucked up and fucking made her pregnant after like three months of dating, and you're like, all right, yep. well, you know, to make everybody in my fucking sphere happy, like my fucking her family, 
my family, my ex's family that I'm still fucking intertwined with for some reason. Uh, my grandparent, I'll fucking have a kid and we'll name him fucking, you know, Dean. What the fuck ever. Yeah, Jordan. it'll be good. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. And then Jeremy, you know, whatever. Um, I got him like a Fox racing onesie. It's like totally cute. Um, but I still fucking fly <laughs> and say I have to work on like a Sunday and I fuck hookers and, oh, I'm going out of town. Got a big job. Go to fucking hookers. And, um, you know, I also listen to fucking Allison Chains because they pound, bro. They pound, bro. There's actually a local band who does all kinds of covers. Oh, yeah. It's comprised of hardcore guys. And uh, they started, they decided that because they do so many Red Hot Chili Peppers covers that we're just going to become a Red Hot Chili Peppers covers band. Neat. And name Good the use band. of your time. Yeah. And name the band The Other Side. Mm, boy. Okay, well, that's, that's adorable. Andrew, I have something to tell you. <coughs> I'm going to go for it. I've been Ooh, waiting to cough forever. I turned all the way over away to do that, too. <coughs> I'm sick. The only net benefit is that I can now, as you cough, I mm. hear the entire room light up. It's you like, like it's. I can actually, I'm like, um, I'm kind of like Daredevil Daredevil. in that uh, you cough and now I can, just for a moment, I can see the inside of your room and I know where, you know, like where the weapon I can use is. I wish someone would use a weapon on me. I have a summer cold, which is like I had one last week. It's uh, maybe I gave it to you. Maybe we transmitted it over the podcast. I think that might be true. Because that was, uh, well, we had like a myriad of reasons why we couldn't record. We always have a myriad, we always have a really good reason why we can't record. It's never like. I thought you had something real massive happening when you were like, hey, I can't do Wednesday, Saturday good. I'm like, oh, fuck. No. <laughs> like, what's happening? But then the no. computer, it all made sense. Not really. No, the computer was, uh, what happened was I played a Bear Mattress show, which was really good. And I wrote a bunch of new songs and things are cool. And like, I'm, I'm using Ableton. Like, I, I learned Ableton. I sat down and I learned it, and it's not easy. Like, I, I, I job on people who use Ableton, but it's if to master it is hard. It's actually a hard program to master. And um, I made a bunch of cool songs. But I definitely knocked my computer against a bunch of shit. And nice. plus there was a fog machine. <laughs> the fog machine right next to my computer that kept getting, like, shot directly onto my computer, which I think might have uh. damaged something because <laughs> it's all just dust. And um, it would start up and then just die. Like, so I took it to Best Buy, and the Geek Squad said, We have the exact same model, and you're under warranty, so everything's cool. And then they asked me a bunch of different questions, like about my screensaver. And <laughs> I'm about the, your life. And I'm in the mode where I don't have any icons. So they're like, Whoa, did you have any icons on this? And I'm like, No. They're like, Yeah, man, where'd they go? Yeah, where are all my icons? Where are my unused icons? Like, we'll peep the two fucking unused icons I'm staring at who are wearing a fucking bow tie at Best Buy. Geek Squad. Ugh, Jesus. Nonsense. Wow. You you know what you should do? All right. It, just to make your live set weirder. Commit suicide. Commit suicide. <laughs> Pull a Bud Dwyer on stage. <laughs> this, uh, will, this will hurt someone. Take, hurt uh, someone. take the laptop. Keep it in the back by the sound guy you know i have him like take care i used to love when i was a sound guy and people would be like hey can you work the computer <laughs> i just uh, i worry about that yep yep i sure i can work the computer I, uh, I but you do that but then here's the trick is you go up on stage 
and you you have to bring your own. <laughs> All right, this is how my brain works. I'm solving problems. I love it. I Laptop love it. goes in the back. You bring your own wireless router and create your own wireless network, and then you go up on stage and you mirror the display of the computer with an iPad, and you just walk around with an iPad playing oh playing these God, songs the whole time. Such a good idea. I think it'd be great. Oh my God, that's a good idea. That would be even more awkward than setting up a laptop. It'd be oh, I'd be like oh look, I'm playing like a I've got a, a DAW on my iPad. I'm really I could really do it. You could. That's great. Great idea. That's one of my tricks for recording is because uh, I always used to have trouble getting the phase for drum mics right. So I just got a thing that mirrors the computer's phase meter onto my iPad, and I just walk out there with the iPad and I just move the mics until I can read the phase meter as showing everything in phase, and I'm good. A local band has asked me to record their uh, demo, and I please uh, God do it. Oh yeah, I'm doing it, but <laughs> but I I said I've I've taken part in many recordings, but I actually uh, unless you're talking about putting a mic in the middle of the room and you going through your set twice and then picking which one sounds the least <laughs> shitty, uh, I don't know how to record anybody, so. <laughs> Um, I'm going all the way back to uh, when we did the worm demo and we put all the cabinets in a triangle and put a mic in the middle. And then Jesus Christ. did another. We had a two-input, uh, a primitive M-box, and we put one mic hanging from a hook in the ceiling down over the drums, and then we put all the, the cabinets together. And we said, oh, let's all set our amps in the same number. And Bet then, that worked like a charm. It worked. It worked a dilly. I'll tell you. That actually, is, like from listening to that demo and then picturing that recording setup, that actually didn't come out half bad. It, for some reason, it came out beautifully. It was on Eric Boos's. Like he was the first person to have a Mac of anybody I knew. Of course. Of and course. He's like, oh, it worked great. Sounds good. We'll just put it out. That was it. That, that was that. The boombox. Magic. Now. Um, I spent Little the, did you uh, know that day when you were hanging that mic over the drums, how much you would alter my life. Me, not even in the room. Years later, my life would be altered by that decision. It's the yeah. fucking butterfly effect. That's it. No, your 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 life would never be the same. We. It's true. It's uh, you know, we changed all of our lives. We're we're changed. I mean, just because Max Tracks changed our, all of our lives. Oh, it was a Max Tracks great. It was a Max Tracks. For all you locals, it's now a. Uh, Hi, luxury. It's now as as everything else is as every old club or recording studio or any type of significant musical thing in any city. It's now uh, market rate apartments with retail downstairs. Yes, cool. <laughs> My favorite. Lines I always thought that would make a good building to uh, to live in. But I went to that cafe that's downstairs, and it's real bad. Oh God, super bad. Like, me and Gab got an Airbnb around the corner, and I wake up the second that the fucking sun hits U.S. soil. I sit up patriotically and <laughs> must get to work. Yeah, um, I got to go work with my hands. So I, <laughs> I got up early, and I you know went out for like a little walk in the park and all that shit, and I went to that cafe thinking like, ah, you know what? This is fucking cool. Albany's kind of coming around. It's nice. It's quiet. Nobody's mugged me yet. You know, like, it's I, there's no vomit. This is cool. And I went to the cafe expecting, like, I don't know. Like, I you, you look for muses and things like that. Like, because I know deep down, like, real deep down, that moving back to Albany would be 
financially a fantastic move. Like everything is a quarter of the price, and like the stress level is just mad low. And like you see me every day, I'd see you every day. Cause I be sleeping be, on my couch. You know, that I would shit. actually be. Yeah, I'd have. Yeah, I'd get an argument. Be like Andrew, gotta. <laughs> <laughs> your your fucking uh, your security nest would uh, would get a lot larger there. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. So like anytime, and it's not even just Albany. Like anytime you go anywhere, you look for like little muses like that. And so I sat at this cafe. I'm like, you know what? This is gonna be good. This is maybe I've been like maybe I've been away and things <laughs> I had have changed. A wrong about this. And play. then they handed me. I remember I, I I ordered, I ordered like a latte or something very basic. And what came to me was. Not what I ordered. Not I, qu- I can't tell you what I got. Yeah, I got a natte. Is exactly what I got. But yeah, I was just like, you know what? Maybe this is working well. Sip. Yeah. Like, awful, awful cafe. It's also it, it like if if John Taffer did Cafe Rescue, this place would be a prime example because there's just shit everywhere. It's like a, a cafe slash somebody's weird living room. Not I, cool. I, well, the person who made it is a true eccentric. And he, oh, well, that's good. This fella, who I won't say his name, but he's a local eccentric, and I believe that he had a shine for me for a while. Oh, excellent! Because he kept asking me if you're going to tell me if I do I know this local eccentric or is this uh, someone else? He may he has uh, yeah. former crusty ties? Uh, oh, allegedly. I definitely know this dude. Then allegedly. that's great. Uh, I'll tell you offline. I'll, you know, you tell me offline, and then I'll tell you all the shit he did as a crusty. Because I'm fucking, I was well tapped into that scene. <laughs> Just like the dog walking dude that I want to put in the fucking headlock still. Yes. The best. Um, uh, he kept inviting me to ride with him on his boat from Albany to Troy. Cool. Like, legitimate. Like, can you r- come ride with me for five, five and a half miles on my boat? We're like, uh, can I just? We can't just drive. We can't yeah. just use roads like everyone meet else. And maybe meet in Troy. Do what? Like once we get there, it's like then what? Oh well, uh, more. I figured you know maybe uh, we go to Amazing.net. I mean that's you know we could uh, more once I drop anchor. Anything could happen. I'll drop anchor. Yeah, we'll drop anchor. Anything could happen. We get a, you know maybe get a sandwich, get some energy up. I could I could uh, use some mind tricks to seduce you into gay sex. For the first time, sounds good. Perfect. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. Um, Boat to Troy. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that? Um, who's that woman from Nana Two One Zero who was so hot? Um, this is a test. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's so into the nineties now. I just want. I thought that you know I did a lot of soul searching today. Fuck. Uh, this yeah. is driving me nuts that I can't think of the name of like the bookish one with the glasses. She's not the hot one. I know that's the whole point. That's that's no, the no, idea. That's, uh, that's uh, uh, Nora Ephron. Is it? No, get the fuck out. Because <laughs> that sounded like a no, that sounded like a name that I'm like, oh sure, that makes Mary sense. Elizabeth that sounds like a name. Antonio. Um, you are thinking of. God damn it! This is gonna drive me nuts, but Shannon I don't want to grab Doherty. Wikipedia. Not fucking Shannon. Get the fuck out of here. Shannon Doherty, she's got that weird eye thing. I love, I love romance, I, man. Uh, uh, you're thinking of Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth wasn't the hot one. No, you're crazy. Yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. This is this is strong. This is good. A good '90s topic because we can throw it out to anybody. This is good. Like, um, 
Content, I guess they call it. We don't really ever have content, so this is content. I guess they call it <laughs> the first time in, in recorded history our podcast has content. Uh, I uh, think Shannon yeah. Doherty, who is uh, hot and wild, this type of girl would fuck you for a cigarette, no question. <laughs> That's everybody knows that one girl who's like fringe. She's like she goes to the house show and she's all. She's cool, but she's a little too cool, and she's like definitely like the type of chick who would be like you'd be on the back porch, and she's like I, she could talk like neither not really talk her into, but she would just be like, hey, can I bum a cigarette? Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, uh, yeah, and then she'd like somehow parlay it into like, I'll fuck you for a cigarette, or I'll blow you because you're on the back porch at a show. Um, this all boils down to the fact that I was immobile today. Okay. And, and a woman asked me, uh, like a hippie looking woman, but it was a little, but she was also like, she had like a, she had, she was like mad hookerish too, because she had a tank top with no bra and was all like, kind of looked a little down. Like she had been up for a couple of days. She's like, Hey man, you have uh... smoke I could buy. <laughs> it's, and, uh, uh, admittedly, and the young box knows all about this. So there'll be no drama, but that's like the look I really go for. Like I like sleazy. But I like Sleazy, who has also showered this morning. I was going to say, like, Sleazy has a, a pretty fucking fine limit. Yeah, Sleazy, like, like you don't have to wash your hair, but everything there. else, let's get the loofah out, you know. <laughs> let's get the pert plus going, you know. And, uh, you know, it's like, I fucking love putting shampoo on my loofah. I feel so clean after. It's so, like, I feel so slick and full of chemicals. Um, but she's like, hey, you got to bump a cigarette. And I'm like, no. And she's like, she's paused and she's like, oh, sorry to profile you. <laughs> and then she like just looked at me. Uh... And then I go in, I get a water. No, I had just gotten gas. And I'm trying, I'm trying to kick diet soda. This is my th- uh, almost third week of no Coke Zero. Hell yeah. Which is probably why I feel so sick. Yeah, I lost like 12 pounds. I feel fucking great. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. She, I come out and she's like just hanging around the parking lot. And I, so I'm like, oh, I had this woman all wrong. She's actually sort of like a drug, maybe, uh, you know, willing to do whatever. And she's told me that she needed a ride to Central Avenue, Hannaford. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going that way. But when I say I'm going that way, I point in the direction of Central Avenue. <laughs> good job. And she was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> she was all pissed. It's like. Sorry, I don't know. You look like you might. I don't know. You look like you might have. Uh, you know, you, you don't still look very discriminating. You know, you don't look. You don't look official. You don't look set up. Yeah, yeah. You you don't look official is a good way to put that. You don't look official. <laughs> but um, and uh, the young box is in New York City right now, and who knows what she's doing. Ah, that's true. Yeah. So I'm like, what you should do tonight is sit there in the living one. room. Oh. Close all the windows and everything so it like gets a little too hot in there because it's kind of a warm night. And just sit and turn your phone off and then just sit and wonder what she's doing without you and just let it cycle in on itself and build and build and build and build. And see what happens. I think it'd be okay. Yeah, it would be a great night. For, great no. night for both of us I think upcoming. <laughs> Andrew, you're the only friend in the city. You have to go <laughs> like, look for her. The fuck is my phone ringing at 2 in the morning? What is this? <laughs> No, I, you know what, I, I, I am of, and in relationships, I am of the, if you think you can do better than me, cool. And if you cheat on me, that's probably my fault. That's actually my policy. 
So cool. You have been um, extremely even keel with this whole thing, which is nice. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm I've changed. Years of medication and therapy have changed me. Um, where I'm like uh, I don't get jealous anymore on like a criminally chill level. Like, nice. Like she could be like, I'm actually shooting porn. I'm actually doing backroom casting couch, and I'd be like, that's kind of cool. That's like for that's I'm, cool. I'm, Wrap it. I'm like the life, yeah, like on the life experience uh, chart. That's like really up there. Great, just you know, come on, let's do it. That's very sick. What's she actually doing in New York? Uh, she is attending uh, classes on how to be better at dancing. Ah, cool. So that's that's neat. She's into neat stuff. Very sick. And she's every woman. Um, I have a text to her in hours, so she's probably uh, like a whirling dervish right now. It's probably very true. <laughs> I'm, a mushroom cloud is formed over New York City. It's partly my fault. Um, Russell Wilson and Ciara had their baby today, which I just like. To oh, say. is that, that right? Is so good. I don't know what their name is. The, the baby's name is. Nor do I want to know. It's probably Southeast, something like that. Have uh, did you follow the draft at all this year? <laughs> yes. I didn't follow it one bit. Come on, What's, man. What, give me the highlights. Uh, I will. I, all right, I had a weird thing where I uh, <clears throat> uh, MX got at me. I don't know, whatever, a couple days ago, and was like, "Hey, do you want like a lot more credit?" Whoa! And I'm never like, do that. Yeah, I do I want more credit? Yes. So I did that. It, no, do that. Just don't use it. That's the trick. It. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I'm coming from my perspective where I have a Lamborghini parked out front. Yeah, the, the, no, 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 don't, don't do that shit. So I, uh, but it raised it enough that I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll like, I'll do something slightly irresponsible. Uh-oh. Uh, so I went out and I bought a uh, a PlayStation Four. Oh, sweet. Went, hooked it up the the whole nine yards. Was getting uh, getting super distracted due to other shit we'll talk about in a bit. Um, <laughs> awesome. But I sat down, I got it all set, it was working, it was done, like, the doing the four fucking hours of updates it required and all that bullshit, <laughs> and as it hit, like, 100%, like, hey, you're ready to waste time, I looked down and I'm like, oh, fuck, the draft is tonight, and I had this crossroads, like, what the fuck do I do? Do I use the thing that I just spent a lot of money and hours of my life setting up? Or do I watch people boo Roger Goodell, and, like, and, yeah, like, it's... I just, I just shut down. So I mean, I, I googled, you know, I googled the fucking uh, the Giants picks. Like I, mm-hmm. I know what we got going on, but I didn't. I paid attention to nothing, nothing. else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Seahawks uh, traded at it for the third year in a row. I went to Justin's house, and I sat there all night until the fucking end of the draft because we always Jesus. draft at the end of the draft because we're awesome, That's and they true. traded out of the first round again. With, Ke- the, with Kevin King, my man from Washington State, in their sights. Got rid of him. Didn't do it. Wow. So that was really annoying, and I didn't Pete care Pete Carroll was talking all that shit on Twitter about, like, you got to watch the draft. Big moves coming up. Yeah, like. it's, it's gamesmanship. I have a Damn. ton of work gamesmanship to talk about, but I want you to talk about your shit first. I want oh, you to talk my about... Shit. You said you had something else to talk <clears> about, and I know that you had... You're involved in some sort yeah, of same thing, Twitter same thing. war, which I love. 
and all love. right not a twitter war all right so we'll 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 jump into this and this is actually good this is the first time i've used my actual speaking voice to talk about this it's always been just like thumb 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 thumb, 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 thumb. so all right so there's this band um downtown boys that they're they're very woke very woke very into uh like uh, like communist cosplay like everything is like the workers the workers it's it's really like it'd be funny if it wasn't cringy you know what i mean it was just it like it, if this was pastiche it'd be hysterical but yeah. it's it's somebody who thinks that communism works and so you just like feel away for them um but so they they played got signed to uh, to sub pop a minute ago and so they played Coachella. Good Lord. Two days of Coachella. Now, Coachella, this is the first I'd heard of this. Uh, apparently, some old fucking crypt keeper that runs one of the companies that owns Coachella donates a, like a lot of money to anti-gay causes. This, this jars me for a second because it seems weird that I live in a world where there's still, where there's still anti-gay causes. Like people trying to raise money against gay. Like it seems so fucking weird. Like... <laughs> The Dan, like what? There are the fuck. It's there are many Dan Whites still out there. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I guess that's the thing. I live in I live in fucking Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Like I'm yeah. just not running across these people, so it doesn't cross my mind. It just seems like you probably have to kind of work hard to find the charity like that, right? Like it must be take a, a little research, which means you have to sit and be like. I don't like gays so much that I'm going to invest a certain port of my portion of both my money and my time trying to find the best way to fund. And like, what is the, I wish, what's the end game? What are you funding? Like a, 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 a gay end. concentration camp? Yeah. Like what is the end game of these charities? Doesn't make any sense to me. Well, this harkens back to the, our talk of having a charity <laughs> where we, we, we help, we rescue people from bad bands. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's that's, I, I would donate to that in a second. I'd give a hundred dollars a month to that. That would be amazing. So, um, all right. So they, this guy gives a lot of money to bad charities. I also, well, it's his business, supposedly, because he says he doesn't do it, but it, it's it looks pretty bad. You know, like it, it, there's like people have got exact dollar amounts. You know, it's, it's not it doesn't look great for him. He's an old billionaire. Something tells me this is not keeping him up at night. Anyway, so. Downtown Boys, they play two two Coachella shows, um, which, again, I want to clarify my points on this. It's totally chill. It's like, and anyone who is coming at them from this perspective that it's, like, hypocritical to play these shows, I mean, yeah, you stupid idiot, of course, but it's also, like, if you haven't been put in a position where you're offered money or time or experience or something by somebody that you certainly don't agree with or something you don't agree with, you know, yeah. just wait. Because it, like, it's guaranteed. Either it's going to happen or you have nothing of value. It's Those are the only two options. Like, if, if nobody distasteful has offered you an opportunity at the, uh, you know, on, against your principles, then... It's good. It, it will eventually. So, and th you know, that's a point where you stand or fall, and whichever side you fall on doesn't make a difference. It's fine. It's just, just understand if you're going to be shouting people down for doing that kind of thing. That it's you're on. You're, you've taken a number on the same line. You're just be, you're back a little ways. Right. So, 
uh, you know, everyone's fucking, everyone's a moralist till they have an offer. So, <clears throat> so they play these two shows, but then the next day, the day after they play these two shows, they release a statement about Coachella being anti-gay and homophobic. After. And after, two days, or play a show, play a show, release a statement. Uh, Coachella's homophobic. Coachella is uh, an economy on itself, and we are workers, and the workers who work for Coachella are underpaid, and this... You know, this festival grossed some amount of billions of dollars, and it's unacceptable that this is done, Just you know. Talking, quick, quick talking about it. They're on SubHop. So they go through, they're book, on they're, yeah. they'll go through a booking agency. They're, paid, oh, sure, they're probably sure. paid a couple of weeks before they even flew to California. Most likely, Took yeah. the money, played, <clears throat> Correct. and then yep. complained about it. How convenient. The next day. The best part, I found this out later, they released their statement to a publication that they run. <laughs> Good Jesus, Lord. That's Which such a maximum like, rock and roll move. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know what? Other people picked it up. It's fine. Like, that's probably just as easy a clearing house as putting it on medium or something. But it's just a gnarly look. You know, like, it, it's just a gross it. look. So, <laughs> it's great. All right. So, they put up the whole thing. Let me see if I can find it. I was going to read it all, but then I read it again, like, a little while ago preparing for this. And it's. You know, I want to. It's. Read it insufferable i'll read it um yeah you can read it in your own time but and anyone listening who isn't familiar with this by all means go ahead and read it it's you know it's not exactly at an adult reading level it's not the end of the world um it's an open letter hmm. an open yeah slam um, the thing is it's all about publicity though <clears throat> because i'm i just googled downtown well, boys coachella and everything is downtown boys protest coachella's low wages low wages uh Oh, after Coachella, Downtown Boys are doing the work. Oh, they have a they have a thing in Jezebel, which is great. I, I'm shocker. Downtown right, Boys are so... perhaps as radical as a band can get in the 21st century. Let's see, where is it? Okay, um, so th- after all of this, oh, hang on, there is one line I really love. After the um, damn it. Okay, um. Coachella's is literally, literally its own economy. So many people work for Coachella. Blah, 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 blah. This is an unacceptable wage for a festival that grossed over $85 million in 2015, according to Billboard. There was no call for an organized boycott of the festival, which is why, as workers, we still played. As workers. What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, so, so then I'm to understand that... You're purely not able to act in self-interest. Then, <laughs> like that's just it. Like if, if you feel away as a worker, that's that, is, that. It's this is a weekend. It's nuts. This is like a weekend, right? This isn't like yeah. I, this isn't like I work for Coachella and I like go to work at Coachella every day. This yeah, is like, they seem to misunderstand the difference between like workers and uh, like contracted labor, and you know, like like it, yeah. they really they've talked themselves into believing that Coachella exists as an entity and you operate from within it as opposed to it, it's like um what am i looking for it's like a temp agency it's not the same thing yeah you like go uh, to accu staff and you're like oh yeah like uh daily day workers need it up to 14 dollars an hour and because you're fucking spending your week with a needle in your arm on the weekends you need to fucking work so like you'll go and oh fuck it's coachella i actually get to work Coachella, so it might be fun and then you end up picking up like fucking against me is like trash yeah that's exactly it oh cool so 
Um, okay, so the last paragraph is the what really jumped out at me. Okay, there's not one gatekeeper at this point, so if more of us that have a hand in this can all speak out against this, we can shift the power dynamic. We just know it. In addition to this public statement, we will be donating a portion of the money paid to us by Coachella to organizations that fight for LGBTQ rights and freedoms, which means freedom and justice for all people. We encourage other artists to do the same. (laughs) Okay, here's the deal. When you do a thing... And then you do this statement afterwards because either you feel bad about the thing or you realize it's like it's ugly. You know what I mean? You have to resist the urge to speak like Pepsi. Yeah. So when you say <laughs> we'll be donating a portion of the money paid to us by Coachella to organizations. Portions of pro- a portion of proceeds go to. Yeah. What does that mean? Like 10%, that, 5% because, after admin. And this is the trick. This is what drives me a little bit nuts. This old bastard who's fucking donating all this money, his uh, like his agency to use his money how he wants, as gross as it is, is insufferable. And so there's all this, but then I'm not to hold the accuser to the same standard that they hold the people they accuse. You know what I mean? Like, it's just <laughs> like... So if this if I can click and see exactly what this dude paid and to who, then by that same virtue, I should be able to see exactly where the money that they got went. So I asked a very simple question. Okay, so who did you pay and how much? Which has apparently rattled <laughs> off a chain of events where people are coming out of the woodwork um Accusing me of racism, accusing me of sexism. I, I like. Yes. It's really weird. I just stay on message because, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be pulled into a quagmire with a 14 year old from across the country about race. I just want to know if they actually donated the money because now there's a public statement saying they are donating a portion of the money. So it should be no problem to say who and how much yeah. what if i wanted to match you know like, this is the worst they down they are demanding transparency and then when people demand transparency they don't want to do it yeah so i've been just uh, once a day twice a day finding a way to say oh hey just as a heads up uh how much did you give and and to who this and uh, total Love it. radio silence they sit and they like people like deflecting reactions to like racism on their behalf they'll like that shit or retweet that shit but there's no effort to actually answer the question which this is so fucking weird this is actually the weirdest part to me um i like game theory (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like i like that shit a lot um and i've trained myself to look for asymmetries because that's where you find gold these people are in a massively asymmetrical situation where me and other people and i don't know like i i I read a bunch of other people complaining about this shit are all get like getting on them about this and it's like an attack on all fronts but then the only thing you have to do to make this go away is just provide proof. 
Sure. That's just it. It's it's fully asymmetrical. They can make this whole thing go away with literally a 140 character tweet. <laughs> and they're not. They're doing what appears to me to be one of the guiltiest things I've ever seen a group outside of like lobbyists do, which is they're just waiting for it to go away. They're just like just sort of riling people up that are making nonsensical claims about it in an attempt to deflect but they're not just saying oh well we gave x amount of money to this person this is the thing and we got to talk about this too i understand that this probably comes off slightly like like kind of like sour grapes like would you get paid for that Trust, I don't care. Oh, God, no. You know, like, trust, I earned more money for my life working that weekend than you guys did doing that. I'd, like, I've, I've played Super. enough festivals to understand how it works. Like, trust, I don't really care how much money they got or how they spent it among themselves. Like, that shit doesn't make even a, an iota of difference to me. I just want to know that if a band is coming at a festival or a person or... Whatever, whatever they're coming at this hard, that you can at least count on them to be forthright about their shit. And it's like mad not. <laughs> it's like, it's the opposite. So, One kid today got so fucking wound up. This was fucking astounding. I got half hard watching this thing, the whole thing go down. It. This kid went on Twitter. And was like, you know, fucking jawing about this with one of the guys in the band that refuses to answer any direct inquiry, but will like rile people up on the side about fucking uh, how this is like white jealousy. It's very, very strange. Well, yo, watching people half my age fucking like assign biases to people they've literally never interacted with or been in the same room with is fucking is choice. It's wild. But this kid went on, like, he came from an alternate, un he came from an actual alternate universe. He doubled down on swearing that he was at a show, uh, an end-of-a-year show, or I guess self-defense at the time, that you played, that I played, that a hundred people easily attended uh, in a location where, well, all right, so this kid said that Patrick went up and said faggot like five times. I think we would have remembered that. Yo, <laughs> this is the same place, I shit you not, where someone we both know actually did call somebody a faggot and was thrown down a flight of stairs yeah. for like for his troubles. Like this is like not like not a spot where that goes down. There was one kid that I know who hates us in that audience who he got real wound up about shit that we said that was totally innocuous, you know, like totally whatever. He was in that room. Had we actually said anything like that, like he would have set off a suicide vest. <laughs> like it would have been, it would have been next level. Never would have heard the end of it. So this patently didn't happen by any stretch of the imagination, but this kid wouldn't let it go. Like this is the kind of lunacy that is happening. And this fucking band's, that clearly decided they weren't giving this money to fucking charities, which, again, is fucking fine. Just be straight about it. Um, 
is like riling up with with no attempt at fucking like with every attempt at fucking deflecting and no attempt at just being honest it's it's wild it's wild ass it's it is one of the best uses of the internet i have uh i've had for a while so um my ask if this if is this is annoying Go ahead and and tweet at Downtown Boys. You know how much did you uh, how much did you give and to who? Let's see if uh, if maybe somebody else will uh, maybe somebody who's not a straight white man can uh, get at them and and figure out maybe they just they don't hear people like me and they just don't talk to me. I don't know. What but, I oh, uh, yeah in, wild in the wild t- week in the time it took you to say that I found I love finding like people holes in people's bullshit. Yes, Downtown Boys are playing. Uh, Pitchfork Northside Festival soon. Very Pitchfork good. is owned by Condé Nast. In 2013, Condé Nast uh, uh, ended their internship when they were sued over back pay. Very nice. So, I mean, if you want to play for a Condé Workers. Nast owned organization, a multi-billion dollar organization. I urge you to uh, to let them know about I that. I will. I should tweet um, I I was saying before that we got talking about this during the last time we were going to record because I said, hey, if we get hate mail, I apologize. Because at at one point I started commenting this same message over a live stream using the overnight drive yes. uh, Gmail. And then at some point later, I sent them a friendly email that contained a blank spreadsheet that they could use to fill out and, uh, and resend me, which of course was not sent back. So I, I don't know. Maybe they don't know how to use Excel. But uh, it's been a fun week. Yeah, I've had a I've had a nice time. This sounds awesome. It's been really good. We'll uh, we'll keep that going. But yeah, anyone who uh, who's bored and has Twitter and wants to uh, to get some answers, go ahead and uh, get at them at Downtown Boys. At Downtown Boys, they're playing uh, at Downtown Boys. They're pl- they're playing. Um... So what is this? is Northside Northside Festival in Brooklyn? Yeah. Brooklyn. Oh, I gotta go to that. Gotta I gotta go. go and ask in person. That'll be fun. I want to go too. Let's go. All right, perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> My life slip away under your influenza. All right. There's so much so to talk about. So what's your week about. like? My week, my job got fucking crazy. And this sounds good. I'm pretty oh, excited for this. Oh, it's so good. I'm I have I'm now being aggressively headhunted by three different organizations. Very nice. Because I posted my measurables on LinkedIn and spread the word around and and a if you're good at your job in a small city, you'll get headhunted to death. You guys, you get headhunted. I'm sure you get headhunted all the time. And no one can ever fucking make a pitch worthwhile, but uh, you know, good try. Well, I'm getting a ton of worthwhile pitches because I work for a nonprofit organization and I'm severely underpaid. Yeah. So what I did was I went to my CEO. Over everybody's head, whatever. My boss is real chill. He's like, I got a million other things to do. If you want to go talk to him, go for it. I have like ice in my veins when I talk to people of power because I, I if I don't know somebody well, I don't fear them. Mm-hmm. So I just went in and I was like, I made a infographic with a <laughs> <laughs> a big infographic. It was a uh, sack of money, and next to it was a dollar amount, five hundred ninety-five thousand dollars and plus. It's what I've raised in September. Damn. It was the number of new uh, new people who like, have never given before, and it's over 300 And it's the average gift, which is over $1,000. Hell yeah. Yeah. 
which is great. I and I'm the greatest of all time when it comes to people like the people who raised uh, money for my organization previously were overpaid <clears throat> and didn't do shit. And Can I ask you a question <laughs> sure. though? How much did you give and to who? <laughs> I, actually so what you're telling me basically though is that you walked into this guy's place with an accounting of donations, charitable donations. Yes. Interesting. Because right. I, I, I wasn't totally sure those existed. So, okay, now I guess I now I know. Okay, cool. Hey, you know, I mean, if you're going to be playing a festival run by Condé Nast, you should probably do some research because they also uh, had a cover uh, of a... Uh, actually, it was a cover of a model named Priyanka Chopra, and she wore a T-shirt that said, Refugee, nope. Insurgent, nope. Please, please make sure nope. they know this. Please fucking yes. uh, do me a kindness. Yeah, you, I don't want to go off message. I have a very simple message. How much it. did you give and to who? That's great. No, because you're going to do it every time, and then you're going to have to give to anti... Uh, you're going to have to give to refugee organizations. They're yep. going to end up with like a big... like. But the thing is, I'll go there with pledge cards, because I'm a fundraiser. So I'll go there with pledge cards and be like, hey, um, um, I, I work for an, uh, an LGBT organization. Can I get your pledge? <laughs> Which was what we should do. That's true. I, I, that's not the first time I had the the idea of starting my own charity. But I'll go there in my. I'll go. <laughs> I, you and I. This we should film this because I'll go there with my suit and my hair done, like I do when I go to like a bank and ask them for money, and I'll say, hey, you know what? I, I, you seem like a. Uh, you really want to raise funds for, uh, you know? And I'll go there with a pen and a pledge card, and I'll say, uh, could we get your check today? Beauty. Can we get your credit card number today? It'll be awesome. Oh, we don't really use money? Yeah, we don't. Really oh, know. that's interesting. They're playing Ithaca on the 5th, May 5th. If you'd like, mm. we should. I, I could probably book them on the 6th in Albany. Mm, I'm, I'll, I'll, wait for the, I'll wait for the North side. That'll be fun to be at that festival. Doing that. Plus, I don't want to go back to Albany. June 9th. Let's do it. Let's definitely go. She has a, it looks like she has a uh, shell oil tattoo as well. Oh, perfect. <laughs> see, how, <laughs> see how the media is so, can be so manipulative all the time? It's great. Oh, they're playing with somebody named Flesh World, which sounds like a, right. an adult bookstore, which is good. Yeah, that's, that is exactly. They're playing at Flesh World. Tickets are 15 that. bucks. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ. Worth every penny. God. Wow. Boy, it's going to be really good. Oh, the lineup includes Lower Dens covering ABBA songs. We should just stay for the whole thing. Sounds oh, great. fuck. <laughs> okay, so Let's my... Let's just post up. So my, yeah, we'll just post up there and be, hey, you know, we're just trying to get some donations here, you know? Some, you know we're just trying to really get some money for you guys. Uh, if, you, if you could, if we could just see a full accounting, if you could send us your uh, W-9, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, do you have a non-for-profit? Uh, do you have a non-for-profit? Five, are you a 5013C or you a 506? Uh, I just want to know because you seem like a, like a, a big-time non-profit organization in lieu of a band. <laughs> Who just plays music, and you're the type of band who has to talk about feelings all the damn time. So actually, you're the kind of like the person best. at the party who's standing in the kitchen, and people are like, "Thank God they're gone." The um, best part is when they did that live stream that I was commenting on. They played a song about redistribution of wealth, and I'm dying. I'm like on the floor, rolling around like I'm on fire, dying. So it's you, so like, good. Like I mean, if you make, I mean, uh, clearly sub pop, uh, somebody's like. Uh, uh, they'll just like throw a dartboard to sign fucking sign people because they, they don't. Sound yeah, for good. sure. I mean, you you when you run a label like that, you need a band like this. Not necessarily like like a cartoon band like this, yeah, but like you you just you need in a band with a uh, band with this kind of appeal. Like it makes perfect sense, but it's just <laughs> like 
Oof, yeah, man. For for thinking people, this is like fucking going to prison. People who value, like, who can see someone else's opinion and not necessarily hate them when they disagree. Like, this is all suddenly, like, very strange because we live in a society where if you disagree with somebody, you're the devil. Well, that's the thing. I noticed that, like, the people who they're riling up are not the kind of people who are generally exposed to ideas. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. it's... That part of their brain is still a little flat. It's a little smooth. needs to needs to get wrinkled up. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just life's interesting. Life is so life's a guess. Life is life is a game, and it's called disappointment. If I may quote Burning Bridges for just a moment. Wow! Um, Holy fuck! Really good. Um, so I go to my CEO's office, and I'm just sitting there, and I say, "So I because I sent him an email that said, hey, you know, uh, you know, let's let's get some money going.'" Because um, he's tough to reach in person. Uh, and I said, let's get some money going. I hadn't heard from him in two weeks. So we had a work email, and I said, I need to meet with you. Because um, I caught one of our board members tattling on me, because I guess that's what 50, people 50, year old, 50 years old and plus do. And I pointed out that he had made a pledge and hadn't paid yet. So his <laughs> argument was irrelevant. <laughs> I said, we're angry. Oh, my God. So many intertwined themes I love tonight. It. I said, uh, it, it was great because I, I, I replied to him with the email that he sent to us saying checks in the mail, and it was from March 7th. And I said, eagerly awaiting your money. <laughs> Man, very good. <laughs> and he shut, shut him right down. <clears throat> and uh, so he thought I was meeting about that. And I said, I sent you an email, uh, and I'm looking for a significant raise. And I showed him I had three different examples of my um, overall market value. And I had examples of my uh, fundraising, and I said that I, I'm one of only three people in the uh, Capital District to raise over $400,000 from grants this year. And because um, the Business Review wanted to do a thing on me, which is so weird for somebody who fucking was slipping on the ice and having chicken fingers fall on him two years ago. Um, That's pretty sick. It's, it's actually... It's, it's- weird how quickly things like that happen like how we quickly like life changes like that happen it's interesting yeah. like i was fucking i was fucking fucking actual strangers off tinder a year ago <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it's funny because that story about the chicken wings is like of all the dark stories told on this podcast is <sighs> like not even middle of the road it's like it's it's pretty low but it's dark. It's way dark. <laughs> it really encapsulates that that era of your life oh pretty my well. God. Living with a Craigslist dude who hated me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, forgot about that him. That was so good. Oh, really good. Anyway, um, and he goes. He uh, he's a seventy year old man, and he starts. He looks at me and says, "We've got a lot of good programs in this agency, and uh, just." I think this this year so far has been really good, and I I also think we're going to do <laughs> in a, no small part to your efforts. Yeah, and I also think we're going to do a lot more this year, and I've got some ideas that I can't talk about that that are going to really elevate us to the next level. And he was like a kid who was cornered and deflecting. Oh man! <laughs> and I oh, said, man. "That's great. Um, I'm I'm here to talk about my salary." And I wasn't giving him an inch. And they gave me some vague stuff. Like, well, okay, we'll meet. Uh, we're going to have a we'll have a meeting in a couple of weeks to discuss it. I'm not against what you're saying. And I said, okay, let's schedule it right now. And I pulled out my phone. Yes. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like all weirded out. 
And he said, I have a board meeting soon. I said, that board meeting is uh, in, in 45 minutes. Surely you'll have some more time to talk. And he was all like, I hate you. Like, he was all fucked up and weird. And so I got... That's so nice. But I didn't get a, uh, I didn't get a hard number from him. And I didn't get a, a, a commitment. So uh, I'm just going to go on these interviews and uh, take that money. And I'm, nice. le- and I'm going Very to good. probably leave at the worst possible moment because we have our annual fundraising event coming up in a few weeks and if all shakes out i'll actually be gone for that that's sick nice (laughs) i'll I'll attend as a uh as an observer and then that'll be it but go donate 30 bucks i will donate 30 as long as it's okay with downtown voice i'll donate 30 bucks um the 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 vanguard the gatekeepers of all punk rock fundraising yeah, I gotta like I don't know who to donate to. They clearly do. They're more woke than me. Yeah. So if I want to give money, then I need to know where I should give it. Would love it. And right were now, they, were they actually deleting tweets? No, no. That's that's the interesting thing. That's that's part of the quagmire. That's what made me think of game theory. Is that now they're in a situation because. So they had an asymmetrical situation where all they had to do, all they really still have to do, is just produce a receipt. Full you know, that's just it. Full counting. Boom, that's done. Why wouldn't you be proud of that? How much? It's you like gave? If, if I walked out of a store and somebody was like, "You just stole," you know, "You just stole this shirt." All I have to do is, pr- like, here's my receipt. Yeah, and it goes away. It evaporates as though it never happened. It's like Jason Because the other person, it's not like a situation where I walk out and somebody says, hey, you stole that shirt, and I sign, or I produce the receipt, and then they say some other shit. Like, it, that, it, it deads there. That's it. So, from, I, I kind of, like, theoried it out a little bit. And they have no, now that they're not, like, talking... Now it's just starting to look guilty. Before it was just me asking, but now like other people are starting to ask too, which I think is like cute. So so the only strategy is that the only strategy they they really like have to get out. There's there's a few ways to do it, but there's the one which is that you just have to hope that somebody like that it picks up steam, but that somebody's like real hateful about it and says like a, a bad word. Yeah. Then, or some shit, yeah, and then all of a sudden, cool, you get to deflect, boom, done, and then all of a sudden there's a conversation about something else. Mm-hmm. Or the other alternative, is, and this is this is my prediction, if anyone's curious, is that we'll see a right. some kind of response that's real, like, short and nasty, being like, here's the $300 we donated to the fucking whatever we're coalition. We would have done it earlier, but we're, yeah, we tore and we're a little busy, a you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's, exactly that's the, that's one of the only other plays left. And I'm excited for them to try that because now we've just blown up that spot. Um, really so there's no, the only options are hope for deflection, hope for, uh, yeah, like getting out of it afterwards yo if you produce a receipt you better produce a date with it um 
Yeah, hoping to get out afterwards and turn it around on the asker, which is un- like unlikely because I'm not. That's all I'm asking for is numbers. Yeah. I don't. I I disappear <laughs> the second you produce them. Like, why wouldn't you be uh, proud of the fact that you gave thousand dollars to you know yeah. Joe's AIDS clinic or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it's yo like it's you already wrote this big statement about it. You may as well just fucking like flaunt it, you know, yeah. uh, or just stay quiet and hope it goes away and. That's what guilty people do, is they just stay quiet and hope it goes away. So, guilty is the wrong word, because honestly, downtown boys, if you're listening, because I know you are, because I'll talk about how I talked about this in the podcast, and I know you'll fucking go and listen. I don't give a shit that you didn't give the money. It's fine. It's your money. You're allowed to do whatever you you want. You gotta get gas and drinks. Yeah, man, like, it's, like, I get you're on this fucking, like, workers' communist shit, but you live in a capitalist society, and you need money to do it, and you gotta pay rent, and sometimes you want that shit off of Amazon. It's fine, but just be straight about it. Don't don't wear this fucking coat of outrage. You don't have to put on this fucking pastiche-ass show every day. It's all right. It's okay to be real people, you know? Well, that's the trick. And that's the fucking, that's one of the rubs. If you have to put on a personality every day, you have, like, you, everyone who puts on fucking makeup every day has a day where they're like, fuck it, I'm not wearing makeup. That's just, that's nature. That's how it goes. So if you answer to a bunch of people that need you to be away and you're that way every day and then once in a while you decide you're not going to be that way and you decide I'm going to take this fucking hateful gay money and... I don't know, like, I buy myself a nice chair or something. Then you wind up in these situations. If you're just you, and you just do real person shit, it doesn't make a difference. You know, Patrick made a great point today when he was arguing with that kid. He's like, honestly, if I said this, it was 10 years ago, I just apologize. What fucking difference does it make? It's like, I lose nothing for a It's fine. Who cares? But because you painted yourself out as this fucking revolutionary, now you're fucked, and now you're <laughs> stuck, and now, now it's trench warfare for you, where you're like running, trying to like catch six feet of land, and it's just aerial bombardment for the rest of the world. It's Great. just like it's like a joke. It's it's crazy. So uh, like, yo, there's a lesson here. The lesson is not don't play Coachella. The lesson is not don't take money. The lesson is just be you. Just fucking relax and just do normal person shit yeah stop trying to be a fucking superhero it's well there's such a cult of celebrity attached to to, um open letters and things like that oh yeah people love this open letter shit and it's a such a such a cult of micro celebrity because it's oh they they because you you think that you have the power to be the voice of the voiceless but the voiceless are like uh scared nerds who yeah you know what the voiceless have voices too and (laughs) did you ever see this is one of my favorite videos of all time everyone listening i urge you to go watch because no matter what you're going through in life watching this video there's like a direct allegory to something in your life <laughs> like every time it's ceausescu's final speech you ever see this shit yeah oh definitely it is the best video on earth it's so good it's this dude as the story goes he i uh, uh, for people who were not born fucking 70 years ago, like us, Ceausescu was the dictator of Romania for uh, like 20 years. Dude forced all his national media to air this speech and like put on a rally for himself uh, around like the the collapse of the Soviet Union. Puts on a rally 
and starts to give a speech and people are like, you know, cheering and doing the thing. And then <laughs> you can't even really hear it. But as this, the legend goes, as he's giving the speech, one fucking like big dick motherfucker in the crowd somewhere boos. And you see him like tense up and like, whoa. And then everybody loses. So everyone goes from, oh, 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 to trying to tear this dude's head off his shoulders in an actual heartbeat. Like, you it's you never get a chance to watch a country revolt in real time, but that's how quick that shit happens. Yes, this is <laughs> this it. This is it. It's like a nine-minute-long video, yeah. but uh, it, it's really my good. favorite part, the part I love is that, like, it's so telling. Like, the secret police are, like, trying to grab people out of the crowd. The, the cameras turn up, so you don't see any of this. This is all, like, eyewitness reports. But secret police are trying to grab people, and he's trying to calm them down. And then his wife grabs a microphone. It's like, you, shut up, you, shut up, yeah. shut up. And then he grabs the microphone back and goes, no, you shut up. And starts saying, please, please, comrades, please. It's so good. Because one, um, yeah, one person. <laughs> just one dude is just like, fuck this. And then it all falls apart. That's the situation you wind up in. That's like the micro situation you wind up in when you have to be pastiche and like... Yeah create this character you you suddenly eventually become fucking Ceausescu on the fucking on the, the podium oh my god I'm watching it it's now it's so good and Nikolai Ceausescu just said what and his wife yeah. his wife came up and said someone is shooting he's it's like what no wait really good someone back there he started screaming hello it's really good. He's I'm really, secret. I'm seriously. Everyone watch this video. It's like it is one of the finest moments in human history captured yeah. like live. It's so good. It's yeah. And the, the trick, really, if you think about it, is that like it happened because this dude needed an audience. That's the trick. If this dude hadn't had like all the media and everyone there, if he, if that wasn't forced. He might probably still be fucking running Romania. Like, it was just because it had to be overextended and it had to be that. It had to be a fucking public statement. And then here you go. He ended up trying to escape in a uh, shitty car that broke down. And and the army (laughs) caught him. His own soldiers caught him and brought him back. And then they shot him. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So there's a lesson there. So, you know. If you're gonna say, if you say you're gonna donate, man, just donate. That is so close you, to what I I deal with that every day, where I have banks who are like, "Oh yeah, you just throw toss our logo up on your website, that'd be great," and then we never get the check. And it's like yeah. you're the fucking punk version of that. Like you're just yeah. you are doing the exact same thing that a fucking huge banks do. Where they're like, "Yeah, of course we care about people with disabilities. We're gonna give you a thousand dollars," and then they never give it. And there's nothing yeah. you can do. What are you gonna sue them? And then, ain't nothing wrong with that. No bank needs to worry about people with disabilities. It's like it's it's not that doesn't make their sheet. It's not cool, but it's like that's you know that you can run your bank any way you, you want. Band, you can run your band any way you want. You are a band on a widely widely recognized, internationally recognized label, like one of the most famous labels of all time. And you could do. Say it was honestly like um, there's a place in Albany called the Damien Center that's that uh, makes sure that everybody yeah. everybody who has HIV gets their AIDS drugs and it's uh, it's free right but they they get federal funding but they need a lot of like side money so if I thought that I was going to get like 
money from you guys, right? I would like you to mention us because you have a wide following and maybe other people would like to do that as well. Don't play it close to the vest. That's the worst thing you can do because the grand you give us to keep the lights on could be like 80 grand. All you got to do is mention our name or link us on a fucking story. But you won't do that. That's the worst part is that you're you fucking bang the drum for LGBT causes and organizations, but you won't fucking mention which one. You're like somebody who goes to a Planned Parenthood rally, but won't donate 20 bucks. Okay. Yeah. It's just words. It's just fucking show it. It's just like love. Show it. But you can't. It's such a... Yeah. You'd rather complain. A... You'd rather complain about being in a band that's popular and getting an opportunity to play big fests. And you're, you're, you're like doing your Sex Pistols routine where you're like... Oh, uh, we don't really want to do this, and you know we're gonna play Pitchfork Fest. Also, that's a side note. Condé yeah. Nast, but just, we don't like uh, it. Just, uh, just like, just stop. Yeah, man, fucking just... flip burgers. Go flip burgers. <laughs> no, seriously. There's, go if you work at, a, back... work at the fucking Bad Boyfriend Factory, aka any vegan bakery slash fucking bar slash any vegan fucking restaurant in town. Go work there. If you dig back a couple days into their Twitter where they're fighting with somebody about this. Um, but uh, the person they're fighting with isn't asking for specifics. He's just dealing in generalities where they're apparently comfortable. <laughs> um, it's, it's really good where it's just like, oh, you must be very lucky to work for, uh, you know, a uh, not a big corporation. We don't have that kind of luck. Oh. Uh, put God damn! Oh, yeah, it's great. It's really good. It's been a great week on the internet. Um, all right, so here's the deal: we've been recording for an hour and fifteen minutes. Mm. The entire time we've been doing that, I've had the door closed because the people have just decided it's the first nice day of the year, so everyone's just riding their motorcycles up and down my street, <laughs> um, which is cool. I think that's that's neat that you have a motorcycle. Um, but I'm done. I'm hot. I'm fucking through. I'm exhausted talking about these fucking fools. Uh, anything you want to plug this week? Uh, I had a pile of stuff to get to, but we'll get to it on uh, soon. Oh, God damn. Fine. No, I had a whole whole bunch of awesome, funny stuff. Uh, to get All to. right. Hold that shit in. We're, yeah. we'll, we'll do another episode tomorrow. Yeah, whatever. I have tomorrow. Um, uh, uh, Bear Mattress' new single out. Toil is. Um, nice. Tired of sitting on these songs, so I decided to put them out uh, Jay-Z style. Just put out singles. Because um, the new music that I'm coming up with is infinitely better, in my opinion, and sounds better than these songs. So I'm just putting them out as singles. So there'll be a single um, once every couple weeks, I think, until I put out something substantial. But I have Very a ton nice. of songs I'm just going to start releasing up until the summer. So get ready for new music that you will listen to uh, for 10 seconds once. <laughs> Skip plus 15, plus 15, plus 15, yeah, all that shit, and then... So you get through that. The, that the stats sense. don't lie on Bandcamp. Well, many people listen to it for 30 seconds. They're like, oh, well, he's still doing that. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have much to uh, to plug, but uh, yeah, by all means, if you feel like dropping in on our friends and, uh, and asking where they got that uh, or where they donated that money and, you know, how much and to who. Can't wait. That'd be cool. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, what episode is this? One fifty. Uh, this is one episode. One fifty three. Yes. 
Okay, so we'll be back next week with 154. Yes. Maybe sooner, because, yeah, I feel like uh, we went too real long on two topics, so maybe we can stretch another episode out of this after I get some fucking air in here. I, I'm ready to... Uh, I have to take cold medicine and go to bed. I'm dying. <laughs> no, we're, we're gonna, all right, take cold medicine. I'll take Tylenol PM. Yeah. We'll meet back here in half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it'll be, without a doubt, the most entertaining episode, uh, or at least the most entertaining 22 minutes uh, we've ever done. Yes, yeah, so I'll go on. I'll go real long on how Blackfoot was a great band. And like, uh, <laughs> like, oh, no one really listens to fucking bands anymore. Uh, I had a... From listening to as much Alice in Chains as I did last week, mm-hmm. I, I found myself getting, like, right... Like back into like I like I can't tell you the last time I listened to Armored Saint until this past week, but like <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I really something's happening, man. I don't know what's going Wait, on. You're um, in my mode, man. You're in the metal mode. Yeah, that's it. You should Weird. listen to Accept, and you should listen to the song Winners and Losers. Great song. I'm gonna put on Accept right now. Accept Winners and Losers. Great song. It's all about hey, you're not no, you can't always fucking win. So just you know, you might, and if you look at Udo Dirkschneider, he's a very ugly man. And the song is hey, that's yeah, it's very true. It's about uh, his life. There's winners and losers. So all right, we'll be back next week with 154. Be good when you donate. Give a receipt, and uh, yeah. we will. We'll see you soon. And then if you donate, uh, tell people because. Uh, <laughs> Just, just say, hey, we just, hey, we just donated to, uh, you know, Joe's Crab Shack. It was awesome. And then Joe's Crab Shack like will benefit. Crabs. Yeah, I mean, other people would want to give to Joe's Crab Shack because you did, because you're a influential, powerful band. But no, no, you're just gonna not the worst con scum, con scum. <laughs> Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.